1: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
5: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hello and welcome. It's our number two, Our number two of our radio program. And an old nemesis has returned for years in sports talk radio. If there was a slow day, you'd just... Toss Colin Kaepernick's name out and the phone lines would light up and you'd get angry messages on social media because Kaepernick is a a lightning rod. Well, Kaepernick recently said that he is getting up at 5 a.m., training for five to six days a week, all with the plan to come back to the NFL. What do we make of Kaepernick saying he's preparing for an NFL return to lead a team to the Super Bowl We will explain our thoughts on that right now in hour number two. Put me in, coach. I am ready to play. Welcome in the beginning of yet another hour of the Ben Mather Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we explore while you snore coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful don't touch. Microphones of FSR emanating live from the land. It's Not Disneyland. It's Radioland, an imaginary place where listeners like yourself dwell in the magic radio box. The Fox Sports Radio Studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. And so our lead this hour comes from... The Wishing Well, we're going to call it. The Wishing Well. Now, what is this all about? An old nemesis has returned to Sports Talk Radio. Colin Kaepernick. Yes. That's right. He's back. Well, he's not actually back, but his name is back in the sporting news. And if you have been out of the loop here and maybe you missed it, you got things going on in your life, almost 40 Five years ago, almost five years ago, he played his last NFL game. But Colin Kaepernick wants you to know that he is still training feverish, And he has the hope of returning to the NFL in a pandering interview done with Ebony Magazine titled Undeniable Unstoppable. Uh, Colin Kaepernick said that he is up at 5 a.m. training five to six days a week said, making sure I am prepared to take a team to the Super Bowl again. Close quote. Colin Kaepernick. So let us discuss the question. Keep it simple. It's sports talk radio. It's not that hard. What do you make of Colin Kaepernick's quote here that he is getting up five to six days a week at five in the morning preparing for an NFL return? So my observation, you've got cheesy romance novel, Murderers row and doppelganger. And we will combine all of these things together now. Number one. Number one. So as a skeptic, as a skeptical human being, uh, this is likely not true, right? But let's let's approach it for the purposes of this Malamon, like at least the beginning here. You and I will play make-believe. We will pretend, at least for a second, we will push aside our skeptical beliefs and we will pretend that this quote is authentic, that it, it's an actual quote from the heart. So taking it at face value, if it is true, and again, we'll give the benefit of the doubt to the story, then Kaepernick looks like a sad, pathetic man. right? Because you, you get him a, you know, five, six days a week at five in the morning, you're going to lead a team to the Super Bowl. What is he, living a cheesy romance novel as a, as a life? Uh, whether you agree or disagree with what happened, it happened, right? It was an abusive relationship. We'll call it like this, an abusive relationship. He was dumped by the NFL, and yet here is Colin Kaepernick based on this quote who is not over his lost love of football. Still dreaming about returning to the NFL. Uh, gets jealous when he thinks about the NFL. Can imagine his life back playing football. Likely has all his old NFL stuff around the house there. And he, he's online reading about the NFL. He's, he's got very intense feelings. Very intense feelings about uh, pro football. and uh, Kaepernick, is, uh, again, the story implies here, uh, supposedly dreaming of returning to the gridiron. Uh, at least that's what the quote uh, says. Now, second thing here, I have a sneaking suspicion that Colin Kaepernick did say what he's attributed to saying, but he's spewing this because his return to the NFL or saying he wants to come back to the NFL is good for his brand. It's good for business. It's not sincere, I don't believe, but now that we've already approached it originally, that there's something to this, let's let's take it at face value. So I am in the incredulous camp on this one, and I will now provide a skeptical eye for the gullible guy. Uh, so l- let me make my elevator pitch as to why this smells like bull crap. All right, now Kaepernick has been very good at monetizing his situation, right? You know, playing the, the, the victim, football, the powers that be at the NFL. And the, the NFL's got some messed up things going on there as well. But Kaepernick has done a fine job. He's built a murderer's row of big companies, like Fortune 500 type companies that are part of his portfolio. He inked a deal, a book deal for just over $1 million with a big publishing arm, Random House. Netflix. Does it get any bigger than Netflix, Inked uh, big uh, deal? In fact, I think that's why Kaepernick, I believe that's why he did this interview to promote one of the Netflix programs. Uh, also, there's the side hustle with Disney for Buco Bucks as well. He's also kept the Nike endorsement money coming in, even though he hasn't been a football player in five years. These business deals are based on the fact that Colin Kaepernick was not allowed to play in the NFL But he wanted to play in the NFL and he's been, you know, his football career he's been oppressed from playing in the NFL. So in order to keep the charade going, you have to continue to say, Oh yeah, I want to come back and play. I I I, I'm getting ready. I'm getting out there before the sun comes up and I'm running around and I'm I'm ready to play. Right? It it's the same thinking back in 2019, November of 2019, before the world shut down, when the NFL had set up a workout. Remember this? in a workout in Atlanta for Colin Kaepernick, and they had representatives from all 32 teams that were invited to attend, and at the very last second, right, 11th hour, but really more than that, like the last second of the last hour, Kaepernick backed out. You can look it up. I'm not making it up. On the day of the workout, he opted not to take part and he claimed he had some fugazi excuse about why he didn't want to do it. He didn't trust the NFL or this, that, and the other thing. And so the theory is, the working theory is, if he had worked out and not looked good uh, it, from all those NFL scouts, that that would have that would have hurt the story, right? If the story is Kaepernick wants to play, he worked out and didn't look good. That's why he's not playing. Well, that ruins the story, but. By not working out in front of the scouts, then you can keep that alive. And here we are at another point in the t- in the story where uh, you know, the Kaepernick persona—he's he's got some uh, Netflix thing that's out now, some other things that he's been working on there. And so you got to keep your name out, get your name, get a little promotion. Idiots like me uh, start talking about us. But, but again, I mean, what do I know? I'm just uh, the overnight guy here. Uh, At FSR. Now, final point. So in a world that is not dependent on uh, being the victim, you would say if you wanted a job and no one would hire you at that job, you had the job, but nobody wanted you anymore, and all of the, the businesses in that sector said, we don't want you, that what most people would advise that person to do is move on. You evolve. You grow. You find something else to do. And you don't hang on to that, but this is something that I think we can all agree on. Right? If you're trying to get a job and the, the job's not there, even if you had the job before, there's a great big world out there, right? Kaepernick has rarely been seen or heard, despite all these big companies that have uh, given him a lot of money to endorse or be partner with their products, and he continues to be a firebrand. Right. The mere mention of Kaepernick's name ignites raw emotion. Right. Proponents treat Colin Kaepernick like an archangel. They protect him like a child, a, a false god, a deity. Now, the opposite camp believes that he is just an opportunistic, revolutionary troublemaker, and his 15 minutes of fame are up. But whatever side of the aisle you you happen to fall on, the fact that Kaepernick is still... Being quoted as saying that he thinks that the NFL door is going to open up. Again, I think it's not authentic. I think he is using this because he wants to have that as the message because then the money keeps coming in. But if he is being real again, not healthy, right? And there are multiple reasons. He, the man sued the NFL, took hush money to go away in undisclosed settlement. Now, we don't know how much money Kaepernick got. There are some that say he got a lot of money. There's other people that say he got pennies on the dollar by the time he ended up having to pay the attorneys, the billable hours, and all that. But just from a pure football standpoint, Kaepernick is 33 years old. His birthday is in early November. He's about to turn 34. So he's past his athletic primes. What about Tom Brady? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the unicorn. That's the exception to the rule, which does not... Uh, negate the rule, and if he's not doing this because of ulterior motives, Kaepernick, then I have to say that he's got a doppelganger. His doppelganger is Al Bundy. That's his alter ego, right? Uh, uh, Cut from the same cloth, Polk High School legend, glory days. Uh, Remember Al Bundy, the great Fox character from back in the day, Ed O'Neill, born loser, constantly lamenting his lot in life and all that? Man. Five in the morning. Maybe he just wants to be in like Mister Universe or something like that. If you work out five or six days a week and you're you're lifting weights and all that, and you're not a professional athlete, which Kaepernick is not, he's not a professional athlete at this point. Uh, you should enter some strongman competitions. That's you make money doing that. There's there's money to be made in that world. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on any of that, you can join us here at eight seven seven. 99 on Fox 8779966369. The big story overall in sports right now continues to be the John Gruden story. We had a rant last hour as John Gruden out with the Raiders and there's some new information out on that about the NFL now they are claiming that they had nothing to do with the leak of the email. And so we're going to follow the paper trail on that. It's pretty pretty amusing. A number of NFL coaches were asked about John Gruden. We had the Mark Davis part of the story. Mark Davis, who was raked over the coals uh, for his no comment. What he just said basically, ask the NFL. That's essentially what he said, because the NFL has all the answers. And so that's what he said. You had Raider players who went on the record, met with the media, and had to talk. Uh, Well, they didn't have to. Many of them did. And Derek Carr, the Raider quarterback, said, I love the man, I hate the sin. Uh, that was the quote from Derek Carr talking about uh, John Gruden. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. 877-996-6369. And you can be part. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And you can join the festivities. So the, the baseball playoffs had a gap night, no game, on a Wednesday. And one of the teams that was eliminated back on Tuesday, the Chicago White Sox, is Tony La Russa out in Chicago? Is he going to be back again with the White Sox? Could he be done, one and done in his return to Chicago? We'll take a look at that, and we will do it next. This is pretty raw,
4: pretty fresh.
1: You can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame
12: Baby, when I met you, my account
0: was blown. I set out to find you with an old flip phone. I was high as a kite. The weed was something
10: very strong. Riding
8: we believe in the power of the people in the Malheur Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Malheur Show listening experience by adding your touch. Take a few seconds to follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Malheur. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he's more than just the call screener. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the coop the loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Hey! And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Mauer.
12: Well, these are.
6: Cool the great Jay Scoop, Just Josh,
11: one of their fine, fine productions.
6: Robin Vegas says, Ben, if you interview Kaepernick or have him on your fifth hour podcast with Ask Can, uh, I have a few questions, suggestions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kaepernick will not be, will not be doing the podcast. Although I did, I, we did schedule. There was a guy that wrote a Kaepernick book that was scheduled, but I don't know what ever happened with that. The guy uh, didn't show up. So there is a problem. We got a big time guest this week on the fifth hour on Friday. Excited about that. A TV legend is going to be on the Friday fifth hour podcast. I don't want to give it away yet. I don't want to spoil it, but we'll tell you more about that who? later. Uh, who else do we have? Well, you'll find out later. Just Josh in Cincinnati. Says Colin Kaepernick getting up early six days a week so he can barely or so he can be ready to lead a team to the Super Bowl. He may want to start by being able to lead a receiver to a completed catch. Uh, no lead roles available. I'll take a pass on him. Fool's gold from Just Josh in Cincinnati. James the Machinist says A plus on the Monologue. Kaepernick has to has as much of a chance of returning to the NFL as John Gruden does at this point, clearly a case of look at me, I'm still here. I looked uh, forward to his interview in 2030, telling people how he just waiting for a fair chance. Yeah, Well, it won't be 2030, it'll be like 2025. And I said, well, Brady played until he was 50, so what, what about me? What, what, what about me? Uh, Chet, who used to be in San Diego, Chet relocated. He's now on the East Coast. He's, he's in Atlanta? Uh, he had a question about our favorite Asian food, but that that is an Ask Ben question. And Ask Ben's not coming up till next hour, so you're premature on that. Maybe Coop will read that question. Uh, Free Iggy says Kaepernick did end up having that workout. He didn't pull out. That's incorrect. Iggy, he did not go to the NFL workout. He put together at the last minute some ragtag workout, which was a disjointed uh, mess. According to I remember that day, it was a crazy day. It was like a Saturday, if I remember correctly, and. It was it was crazy because the NFL, all the media was all over it, and then Kaepernick didn't show up, and then he's like, he told everyone to go somewhere else. And I, I remember Hugh Jackson was involved in that, the old Browns coach, uh, whether he was the NFL guy or not, but I remember his name coming up in that. Uh, Jerry says the only way Con Kaepernick is taking a team to the Super Bowl is if he's driving the bus uh, that makes the that takes the team to the hotel uh, or the stadium. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Hey, those buses are not easy to drive, man. To park those buses, man, I know I've just driving those big U-Haul trucks over the last few months. Uh, turning corners sometimes does not go that well. Sly writes in and says, "Hey, uh, Eddie, it's it's after midnight on the West Coast. Are you going to come through with the Dodgers? Well, that's a good question, Eddie. Are you willing to put the whammy on the Gigantes right now?" On the air. You can do it right now, Eddie. Put it, the whammy. It, it, it,
8: first of all, I don't have my thunder sticks. Uh, second of all, it, it, it they're not playing right now. It doesn't It doesn't work like that. No, no, it does work like that, Eddie. It does. You could right now. You're telling the person who delivers the whammy how the whammy yeah. works? That's Yes, uh, I'm giving you. That's not you know, a good well, idea.
6: Well, we're not on when any of these games are play days. So the only way the that. whammy will work is if you do the whammy
8: on the show. No, it doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. I mean, Eddie, it's a simple request here. I mean, Just if you, I can do it, but it won't
2: work.
6: No, it's gonna. The Dodgers are gonna win. You know what? We don't even need you, Eddie. The Dodgers are gonna win without Good. Eddie. What do you Good. say, Roberto? Right? We don't need Eddie's help here. The are do- the Dodgers, they're gonna go into that ballpark, that beautiful ballpark in San Francisco, and they're gonna walk out of there with a the win. And they're gonna, they're gonna swim in McCovey Cove with those idiots on the uh, little boats out there. They're <laughs> nah. gonna have a fine time. Fine time. Telling you. Uh, so I take some calls. Uh, who do we have here? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go to the, speaking of the Bay Area, she's an Oakland A's fan, though, and a Mets fan. Andrea in Berkeley, the sports sorceress. Hello, Andrea.
12: Hi, Ben. How are you?
6: If I was any better, I'd be a Davis, but not Mark Davis. Yeah. <laughs> People getting their shots in at Mark Davis right now.
12: Yeah, and do you know he's actually a fellow Taurus? Oh, no! No. Taurus, you
6: can't <laughs> be attacking us Tauruses. How dare you?
12: Oh, no, I'm not attacking you. Uh, I'm not lumping you guys together. He's a Taurus with a lot of Gemini. Um, and that's May 18, 1955. And you got to check out his transits. I'll tell you, you can't make this stuff up. He literally has transiting Pluto, opposing his Uranus.
6: <laughs> oh, no. Well, There's a lot of people that like to kick him in his Uranus right now.
12: <laughs> Check it out. Sudden change marks this period, October wow. through December. Um, you may welcome the upheavals, but it's more likely you'll feel unsettled and somewhat wow. resentful that external events or other people have disrupted your life.
4: Wow,
12: bro.
6: Whew. Well, well it's, it's all in the star chart right there. You're laying it, it out right it now,
12: is, now. Yeah, it is yeah. right there, as above, so below. So any th- advice?
6: Would you like to give any advice to Mark Davis? He looks like he needs advice. Anything you want to give him, any wisdom you'd like to share? That,
12: well, you know, he's a Taurus with several planets in Gemini, so I would tell him to kind of go with the flow and not you know, make these statements about, I don't know, ask the NFL to be a little more conciliatory. Um, he can be kind of stubborn in that way. So I, I would think, you know, since John Gruden has Saturn, the cosmic cop, opposing his uh, planets in Leo, he's August 17, 1963. He's got, you know, his challenges. I think it would be nice if um, Mark Davis could kind of take the high road. and. Do right, How about this?
6: How about this? How about what if the NFL... Said you got to get rid of John Gruden, and Mark Davis says I don't want to get rid of him, and then and then the NFL said you got to do it, and you just can't keep him as the coach, and then and then Davis, the owner of the Raiders, said, well, what am I supposed to tell the media? And he said, well, just tell them to talk to us; we've got all the answers, right? What oh. if they? What if that's the way it went down? How about that one?
12: You know, you are good at what you do. That is very clever. I did not think of that as a possibility.
6: Ah, uh-huh. see that. Yeah. Tapping my head right now is what I'm
12: doing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't rule anything out at this point, especially, Ben, with Mercury retrograde, when communications are super confused and a lot of misunderstandings. Yeah. So so it's better to review and rethink. And it's interesting about Scorpio, Colin Kaepernick, what you mentioned. I mean, Scorpio, you know, they never say never. They're they're all kind of hell-bent on transformation, so it'll be interesting to see um, what he's starting to manifest. But the Gruden and um, oh, the Gruden and Davis fiasco that continues. And uh, may the baseball gods and goddesses bless uh, Aries Ray Fossey. Yeah.
6: Yes, a wonderful uh, career in baseball, lifetime baseball man, Ray Fossey, and the longtime broadcaster. All right, thank you.
12: Yes, thank Andrea. you, Ben. Right. Take good care.
6: All right, you too. There she go. Say hello to Tammy in Montana, who is next. Hello, Tammy.
9: Well, hey, Ben. Um, For you and Roberto, F. Altuve. F. Altuve. F.
6: Altuve. F. Altuve.
9: Altuve. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I wanted to say happy birthday uh, week to Eddie and transgender Dave and Marcel. Both those guys are on the 18th, but Eddie is Saturday. So. Wow, you have
6: the whole calendar. You. you know all of the birthdays, not just the people on the show here, but the callers, Tammy. That's very impressive work. Transgender Dave, you remembered his birthday. Wow.
9: <laughs> yes, um, and Eddie, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I can't interrupt the birthday.
12: <laughs> Sorry, We Eddie. don't do,
6: Tammy, we don't do birthday shout-outs, as you know. This is not a morning zoo show, and that's what morning zoo shows do. And so we cannot give birthday shout outs.
9: <laughs> okay, well, I did. So, um, Eddie, you are a great husband for wearing your charger, Chargers apparel. And I think that you should reserve the use of your Thunderstick to put the whammy on Karen. That's what that should do.
6: <laughs> no, he should put the whammy on the Giants, is what he should do. <laughs> put the whammy on the Giants. But we know what? Again, me and Roberto, we're okay, we're fine. We'll be watching that game, and uh, the Dodgers are going to win it, even without the whammy. They'll be fine.
9: Exactly. The Giants are going to lose, and we all know that. So I was really hoping that um, Shatner would get lost in space, but I guess that didn't happen. He came well, he actually got move, lost but... in
6: space a couple of years ago. When the <laughs> Militia.
9: Took yeah. him down.
6: Took <laughs> him hey. down. Did you see him hugging Bezos, though, at the end there? They were they were getting into it, man. They were, like, making make out there. Have a good old time.
9: Oh, my God. I did not even waste one second on that. I just... Well, I couldn't avoid it, Tammy. People were it.
6: sending me the... They kept sending me the links, and I clicked on one of them, and the, he gave a speech. He was very emotional and uh, all that. But he was, like, hugging the richest guy on the planet after he left the planet. He came back to... How wonderful is that, though? You're just... You know, Shatner's ninety years old, and he's just like the, the the guy that runs Amazon's. Like, yeah, I like this guy. I'll send him to space. How bizarre! Yeah.
9: <laughs> crazy. crazy is what that is. Spending all that money, but you know, it is what it is. It's when you have two hundred billion dollars, you can do that. So, well, you
6: can't take it with you, Tammy. You know, at some point, it'll end. The money train will end for Bezos, so you might as well spend it. Why not?
9: That is true. Hey, um, one last thing. Um, I'm glad to hear. Um, Mark the Walker is doing fine. I'm wondering if anybody has heard lately from Mallor Prop Guy. I haven't heard any of his tweets.
6: Oh, that's right. That. Yeah, not Mallor Prop Guy did vanish. I don't know what happened to Mallor Prop Guy. If you want to do a wellness check on Hayes in Minnesota, also we're still trying to figure out what happened to Helmet Man. So there are some members of the Mallor militia that are missing. And we I, do not I, know what I put what that happened.
9: out yeah. I put that out the last time or a few a few weeks ago about Helmet Man um, going on social media and maybe contacting George Lopez because he always mentioned him. You know, always buying things from him. If if you know, maybe somebody yeah. could. Well, that's because George would
6: run in. George Lopez would run into Helmet Man selling his wares like on Sunset yeah. Boulevard. I'm actually st-
9: on the live air. Yes, Uh-oh. you're on. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him. All right, All right, thank right, you, Tammy. Thank you, ben. There,
6: you there she goes, the uh, lovely Tammy. In Montana, checking in.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan.
10: Every week,
7: we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit starts, fantasy football players rankings to get you ready to dominate the
4: competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Byer, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, and wherever. you're Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: So there's been some controversy and fallout after this game. There were a few times during that game where Penn State players Went down with injuries, it seemed at convenient times. Uh, Kirk Ferentz, the head coach of the Hawkeyes, said, I think it was yesterday, uh, basically, you know, because the fans were booing when those players were down, that the yeah. fans knew what was going on, that the Penn State players were faking these yeah. injuries to either get a break or change the momentum, whatever. Well, James Franklin, the head coach of Penn State, now firing back against those accusations, claiming that uh, they have never. Taught their players or instructed their players oh, to yeah, fake any kind a, of an injury this this to stop, uh, slow down and stop.
6: Blah. Stop. This ain't 1985 where remember Buddy Ryan and all that where they where they would like they would openly talk about it. It was like an open thing, but uh, no, it's not like that. You can't. The first rule of doing this is you can't admit to it. You can't say this is what we're doing. You have to deny, 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 deny. And I'm on the side of the Hawkeye fan. I am on the side of the Hawkeye fan. That's a good fan. They, they smelled a rat, and they went for it. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. A story here in baseball, the Chicago White Sox, who had high hopes, high hopes, and then they went belly up against the cheating Astros in the American League Divisional Series. Well, the speculation now is about Tony La Russa. Will La Russa be back in Chicago? He is older than Dirt. In fact, he actually, when he, when he was born, Dirt came a few years after that. Uh, anyway, La Russa uh, had a, a statement about whether or not he will be back in 2022. He said that he plans on being back, but only if the players on the White Sox want him back. That was the quote, which is a weaselly way of going about this. It's it's actually sneaky smart by La Russa, and he knows how to play the system. So... La Russa knows there'll be a bunch of people next year because he's the old guy, and they'll point out all of his mistakes and say that he's going to doom the White Sox again like he did in the American League Divisional Series. So uh, if if he comes back, he can say, well, the players wanted me back, so you can't question my baseball in-game decisions or this not knowing that rule or this rule or the other rule. And he also knows that there will be no vote taken. Do you think they're, they're going to go and, and contact all the White Sox players that have already gone and started their vacation to Cancun and wherever else they go? you, you think that, uh, that they're going to get these guys together? Okay, everyone have a vote. Send in a text, the number one, if you want Larusa to stay, if you want him back, and text number
7: two if
10: you don't want him back.
6: No, of course not.
10: So. LaRusse oh, LaRusse is, is not back. going anywhere. Isn't this what's his name's? Uh, didn't what's name want him back? Uh, the, Jerry Reinsdorf, yeah, Reinsdorf, he, yeah, yeah.
6: That's his guy. That's the yeah. one that got away, Jerry Reinsdorf. That's the. So he's, he's not going anywhere. No, of course not. No, but it's just funny that LaRusse is playing this game. They're, well, if the players want me back, you know, I'll only one condition: if the players want me back, I'll come back. No, Jerry Reinsdorf, who's eighty-five years old, wants you back, and you. Want to be obviously want to be the dugout. How old is Larusso? Larusso's got to be what is he? Seventy? Oh, he's you know he's a contemporary. Runner. He's seventy-seven. So, oh, good for him. Yeah, it's it's got to help guys. Uh, you, know, you think about getting old and nobody will hire you. I mean, we got a president who's old. We got Larusso who's managing. He's all there's a lot of old people. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker's another guy. A lot of old people doing very well. Anyway, we have Mallard to the third degree. We'll get to that coming up. Here's the insta trivia. We go back to that thrilling Dodger win against the Gigantes back in Game 4, a game that I was lucky enough to be at. So Gavin Lux, this guy's been balling for the Dodgers. Gavin Lux becoming the second Dodger batter to have two hits and two walks in a potential elimination game. He joins blank. Again, Gavin Lux the other night just the second Dodger batter, to have two hits and two walks in a potential elimination game. He joins blank. That's the Insta Trivia, the answer. And Mallard of the Third Degree, next.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Hey, time now for the Insta Trivia. Here it is,
6: Insta Trivia. Blatant attempt to get you to listen a little bit longer. Gavin Lux, Gavin Lux of the Dodgers, becoming the second L.A. batter with two hits and two walks in a potential elimination game, joining blank, joining blank. That is the question. What's the answer? I did see Justin in Cincinnati, by the way, is back from his detention. He has returned from detention. But uh, let's get the answer to the uh, Insta trivia. James the Machinist is going with Yasiel Puig. As the answer. Field of Green going with Zach Granke. Jimmy from Maine checks in with Barcavius Mingo as the answer. Far Out Dave says, I think it's half of our newlywed couple. Jeff Shatner is the uh, is the answer. Cal Daniels from Oscar. Uh, who else do we have? Page down. Page down. Kent Herbeck, guest by Miguel on fire. The Great Kabuki from Rob In Vegas, Malibu Rubin is checking in with Randy Newman as his answer. Uh, Who else? Page down, page down. uh, The White Lizzo from Militia Twitter King. Just Josh says the OG Kirk Gibson is the way to go. Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, clearly cheating, got this right. Bad job by you. Sean in the Valley of the Sun says Al Campanis is the way to go. Alf, the alien opiner, checks in with maple bacon French toast ice cream. He says that is the bombity, 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 bombity. Uh, Rob the goat man, says Mariner fan Robbie is the answer. Well, that is that's a pretty good side of Robbie there. That's a good look. Is that on his dating profile? Do they, I don't know if he has that on his dating profile. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Please, I need an answer.
8: Uh, yes, former Angel pitcher Kirk McCaskill.
6: Oh, uh, Kirk McCaskill, 1980s Angel. No, mid-80s. No, that is incorrect, Eddie. The correct answer. If I say what uh, – I say the name of an animal, you'll know who this is. Penguin. The Ron Say. Yes, Ron Say, third baseman against the Montreal Expos in 1981 in the National League Championship Series. Rick Monday. One of the great home runs against the Montreal Expos, although not if you live in Montreal. And that leads us to...
4: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
10: Coop-da-loop! So there are reports out there that the uh, 76ers are looking to add another uh, superstar guard to their team, and uh, good old Stephen A. is certain that Daryl Morey is lurking and wants to get his hands on James Harden. Ben, the Beard is a free agent after this season. Any chance he ends up in Philly? Uh,
6: Yeah, I'm going to go absolutely. Listen, James Harden is a basketball player of fortune. If he was going to stay anywhere, it would have been Houston. I know he didn't start in Houston, but that was where he became a megastar. And he's got a huge cheerleader in Daryl Morey. Everyone wants to go to a place where they have a good team, not a great team, a good team, and the boss loves you. And so uh, we know that Morey worships Harden would never have traded in James Harden. So it would seem the beard is, is going to go down the vagabond life here. He's already been to Oklahoma, Houston, now Brooklyn. Brooklyn's not going to be the last stop. And, and Philly, see, the, the one problem for Philly is like a B-level city for the ballet. They've got cheerleaders and Delilahs and places like that, but there are other cities that are, are more bodacious with the ballet, and James Harden loves that baller lifestyle. He likes the touchy-feely
10: benefits of that champagne and glitter. Next! Uh, Tony La Russa revealed on Monday that he once shared an idea to eliminate sign stealing when he was working in the commissioner's office. He wanted the runner on second base to face center field while the catcher is putting down the sign, then turn back. <laughs> ben, do you think LaRusso was being serious about this suggestion?
6: He uh, was serious. There was a lot of malt, wick, malt liquor that was being consumed here. But, uh, no, listen, you're, you're never you're never supposed to turn your back on the pitcher and the catcher. Why not pass out blindfolds and have robotic, automatic you know, slide down, slide up, and the umpires can hit a button. Okay, sign stealing is part of baseball. But the Astros did using buzzers and trash cans and all kinds of you know, earpieces, all the other stuff that they're alleged to have used the contraband, that's the
10: problem. But they there's signs for a reason. You got to hide them, but you can't be using that kind of technology. Next. Mike Tyson said that uh Wilder versus Fury over the weekend will go down as one of the greatest fights ever and that both fighters have reached all-time great status. Ben, is Iron Mike right or is he being a prisoner of the moment?
6: No, he's been hanging out too much with the sticky icky Koopa Loop there. Yeah, Mike, he's mellowed out. He's a lover. He's not a fighter. Every Mr. Positive. He wants to hug everyone. Listen, those fights were good but, unless I'm mistaken, Deontay Wilder didn't beat, didn't win one of the fights. That's a win for me. That's a win.